Jewish Money Matters, episode 301, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show, another Ask Yael episode, the end of the first week of 2023. Is that so? You know, I'm not big on New Year's or anything like that, but um, you may have heard me talking about a weekly savings challenge. If you're in my newsletter, I dropped this news uh, late on the week, Thursday, uh, that it's something that came from a member in my alumni membership. And I loved the idea. So many of us inside the membership also com- loved it and committed to doing it. And then I decided, why keep it to myself? Why not share it? So even though it was late in the week, it was Thursday, I was like, I must tell my, I must tell my newsletter subscribers about this. So I'm telling you, um, basically, you know, I've always said that savings is like a muscle and that we have to exercise it. And in fact, it's the only way to counter that debt muscle, which we've, many of us are very good at flexing. It's a strong one, pretty much, right? And the savings one, not so strong. So when I heard about a challenge that was bite size, you know, manageable, small, and can help us exercise that weak muscle and very likely give us a sense of accomplishment because it's so bite size and so manageable, right? I said, Yes, this is a good thing for people to try. In fact, I'm even doing it. And so a weekly savings challenge works like this. There's a few ways you can do it. The first way and the original way that I guess it was designed is you start with that deposit of a dollar this week, and then the next week, $2, and then $3, right? And so on until you put away $52 on week 52. So by the end of your 52 weeks of the year, you would have added thirteen hundred dollars thirteen seventy eight to your savings account so that's the challenge you could always you could also flip it that's option number two where the first week this week you'd save fifty two dollars and then the next week fifty one and the third fifty and so forth until week and week fifty two you save a dollar Another option, which is kind of a common one, and we tend to do this with other goals, right? We come up with a goal amount and we divide it by whatever amount of time. In this case, it's 52 weeks. And every single week starting now, we deposit, we save that amount, right? So basically, if you like the challenge, if you want to challenge yourself and do something that could be really, really good for you, um, there you have it. Join us. <laughs> so many of us are doing it. I didn't expect such a high response rate to that email, but oh my goodness. So I'm there with you. I'm doing it. All right. So that's uh, that was just something fun that came up this week. Let's dive into questions. But first, let's uh, look at the review section. I want to highlight a reviewer of the, of the week. It actually came in very early this week or the end of last week. This is a review from H.H. Lynn, who left a five-star review. And she says, great money advice, practical, joyful, and spiritual. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I have to tell you that it brought a big smile to my face because if those are the three words that this show is um, evoking, then I'm 
super pleased because that's those are exactly the three words. And anybody who's ever met me about marketing um, has heard me say these three words um, in reference to my work, to my brand. That's always what I've been I've said I wanted it to be. So I was quite pleased that that's what you chose. Thank you so much. Reach out to me, uh, hhlin, yael at yaeltrush.com um, or DM me on Instagram and I will reply with a link for us to meet. So thank you for that. And as you all know, um, you can leave a review and I will try to pick a review of the week every week and uh, we'll have a 20 minute session, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, I, last time I met with Sarah, we had a really nice time all the way from, I think she was in Israel. Yes, she was. So anyway, reach out to me, um, HH Lynn and you know everybody in the audience, leave a review and uh, very likely you'll be picked uh, for a 20 minute session. So we'll get to connect and chat. All right. So our first question comes from Paulina. And Paulina asks, she says, I come from a Filipino background where it is ingrained in us to share our money with our family, especially if you're the one who is well off. I feel bad that I'm not giving back to them because I'm trying to set up an emergency fund. How can I share my blessings without jeopardizing my financial future? Great question. Paulina, and I think you will find that there are many others who find themselves in the same situation. I, I know myself, I'm from a small island in the Caribbean, Latin country in Latin America, this same, you know, there's same tends to be this kind of same culture. So I could totally relate to what you're saying. Here, Judaism really comes to the rescue. And it gives us a very balanced approach where you don't have to jeopardize your financial future and you can still help your family. So in the event that you have family in need and you're in a position to help, you can give your miser dollars to your family, your tithing money, your tithe to your family, which obviously doesn't put yourself at financial risk because that money you were going to give anywhere, that that anyway, that money is has been given to you for you to give to someone, right? That 10% of your after-tax earnings are for you to give to someone. They were never yours. So even though you're working on setting up an emergency fund, by the way, I much prefer the term opportunity fund, they're not mutually exclusive. Those two things, helping your family and taking care of your savings goals, whether it be an opportunity fund or any other savings goal, they are not mutually exclusive. You should be working on that. You should be building that. And you're, and you should be giving your 10% miser money, which you need to be giving anyways, right? It should go to, and it should go towards your family if they are in need. And because they are family, they take precedence over anyone else. So let's say you're making $15,000 a month after taxes, right? Just for way of an example, you now take your $1,500 of miser, your 10%, and you commit you commit it to your family every month and you send that out every month. That's your miser money. And from the rest of the money that's left, that's where you decide, oh, another 1500 will go every month into my emergency fund or another 500 or 2000, whatever works, right? Whatever is that you're doing. But just note that Judaism gives you that 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 level of comfort that these two things are not mutually exclusive and at the same time it gives you parameters there's a parameter of 10 to 20 percent right 10 percent is a minimum 
um, that we're all required to give and 20% is if you're already wealthy. So in other words, just because you're the one in a better financial situation than others in your family, doesn't mean that you have to give them more or, you know, to, to an extent that puts yourself at, puts you at risk, or you don't need to give them more than that range, that 10 to 20% range. It means that if their situation has been brought to your attention, right? And it's your duty and your responsibility to allocate that money to them because you have to allocate it to someone in need and they for sure take precedence. Family comes first. But it doesn't mean that you have to give them half of your take-home pay or 30% of your take-home pay, right? There's a range of a minimum to a maximum, 10% to 20% for those who are very wealthy, right? So commit to your 10% minimum to go to them and keep building your opportunity fund and investing and know that God willing, very soon you'll be in a position to give even more, to help them even more beyond the 10%. Maybe it's 15%, 18%, 20%. Maybe you'll be so wealthy that you'll get to give more, right? But for now, rest assured that you can do both. You can take care of your family and take care of yourself. All right. Sandra asks the question, what is your opinion of credit card consolidation companies? I signed up with AmeriCorps to consolidate my credit card debt? Well, thanks for the question, Sandra. Um, I don't think that we've answered questions specifically on credit consolidation companies before. In general, I am not a big fan of these. And I'll explain, I'll explain what debt consolidation means and how to think through this option. And I know that you've already done it, but hopefully this gives you um, a little bit more insight and, you know, there's still things that maybe you want to look into. Okay. So debt consolidation is the act of taking out a single loan to pay off multiple debts. So then the money from that loan is used to pay off your lenders and then you pay back the loan in installments over a set term. So it sounds pretty beneficial. Now you can do that on your own through a 0% credit card, you know, one of those offers that you get in the mail and you could transfer and then use that to pay the, the, the other lender, right? And then put everything on the 0% credit card. I think pretty m- most of us are very familiar with that. You can do it through a personal loan from a bank or you can do it through a company. That's what's referred to as a debt consolidation company. So debt consolidation might be a good idea for you if you can get a lower interest rate. So if you have good credit and you can secure a lower interest rate than what you're paying now on your card, then it might be worth considering, okay? However, your debt consolidation loan could come out to be at a higher rate than what you currently pay on your debts. There, So again, we don't know. I'm assuming that for you, it came out to be a better interest rate, but I'm just saying that that could be there also needs to be taken, something that also needs to be taken into account is that there might be fees associated with this. As I understand that there there often are pretty hefty initial fees and some monthly fees as well. So we have, you have to check in on that. Okay. And then, so while it may initially seem like a good idea to make one payment versus several payments. I want you to note that it's important to pay attention to the details to make sure that you aren't paying more over the life of the loan. Because remember, you're going to get a longer payment schedule. So although the interest rate and the monthly payment may be lower on a debt consolidation loan, you have to know that the payment schedule is also important. Yes, you may now have a lower monthly payment, but you also have to say pay 
in 60 months or however many months, right? You have this much time to pay this thing and you may end up then paying more over the life of the loan. So longer payment schedules mean means paying more in the long run. So all in all, what you really need to do is get out of debt, right? Any debt, any commercial debt. So as quickly as possible. So the psychology behind this new option is that it makes you feel like it's better because because you're getting these lower payments and this lower interest rate, but really you're still tied to the debt and you're paying more because you're paying longer. So no matter how you slice it, the, the way out of the situation, even with debt consolidation, with a debt consolidation loan is to pay more than the monthly schedule, meaning to pay the loan faster. Otherwise you're going to end up paying more over the long run. So if the math doesn't work out either because of the payment schedule, the fees or the interest rate or all of it, and the debt is less than half your income, I would say you can stick to a DIY approach. Like you can stick to a do-it-yourself uh, method, like the debt snowball method. That's really my favorite. And I've mentioned it many times on the show because I just think it really works well with the psychology. There's a lot more about psychology than about numbers. Um, so if you're in that situation where really, um, it's less than half of your income, which hopefully it is, that's probably the route that I would take um, because most likely you'll just be able to tackle it. And it also addresses the behavioral um, the behavioral aspect of this because again, the, the debt consolidation um, you know, loan is not a silver bullet. It doesn't address the fact that there is the the thinking and the the habits that got us into debt in the the first place. You might also want to try a zero interest credit card, a zero interest card to do some consolidation. Again, I'm not a big fan of that either because you have to really, when you do that, you have to really be fully committed to paying back back card within the time period that the offer lasts. Otherwise, you're back on the same boat and possibly at an even higher interest rate. So it is much more about psychology than about numbers, actually. It's about learning learning to um, and committing to paying those loans or that one loan in the case of a consolidated loan as soon as possible. <laughs> That's the key here, which means that you're not incurring any more debt, right? Like you've literally stopped accruing debt and that the bet, the debt that you have, whatever it may be, you're very, very laser focused on paying that debt. Now, in a situation where the total of your consumer debt is more than half of your income, I would really consider going through a nonprofit like the um, the National Foundation for Foundation for Credit Counseling. Uh, they connect consumers with nonprofit counselors. They do a very good work. They're very reputable. It's you can find them at nfcc.org. I think that would always be my first step. In fact, even if you've already signed up with AmeriCorps, you might want to consider giving the NFCC a call. Um, so again, that's the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Uh, look into that. All right. So thank you for the question. Keep me posted and see what you found out about your debt consolidation loan. I would love to. I would love to hear more. All right. And that is a wrap, my friends. I have a question on retirement, but I want to do a show specifically on that because I find that there over time, there's just a few questions that come up about it. So if you have any retirement specific questions, please send them my way this week, perhaps. Yes, this week. Let's say this week, send them my way um, so that I can, well, not now after Shabbat, but uh, so that I can plan an episode on that. In fact, I might, 
I might bring somebody else to answer to just so that we can tackle the topic of retirement together. Um, and other than that, I hope everybody's doing great. Thanks for all the lovely emails congratulating me, but really it's us on the 300th episode. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, right? And this week, actually, yes, I should say that this week coffee will be on me. You'll get an announcement, announcement soon via email about that, but I'm telling you now on the show, you don't have to wait till Monday till we get the email. I'll be sending coffee to the first 10 listeners who email or DM a screenshot of their Apple podcast review. So if you leave a review and you email it or DM it to us, the first 10 listeners, the first 10 of you who submit that review will get coffee on me. Again, you don't have to wait till Monday to hear about that. You can get on it now. Not you don't have to get on it. Um, you can do it after Shabbos again. Send that review and I'll be sending coffee to the first reviews we receive. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, gentlemen, whoever's here on the audience, uh, have a Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>